You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hey, guys. This is the movie show. Oh, and your favorite ORSPS. Active FM. I'm Zesh. My name's Ryan. And today we are reviewing... Guy Ritchie's first film mm -hmm. because we promised you a Guy Ritchie marathon. So we did it. We did it. We watched his first film. 98, right? Was yes. it 98? Yeah. 90, yeah, 1998, mm. right? His first yep. film in 1998. There we go. You could see it was. You could. But uh, the script was pro the, like the, 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 the dialogues, the speech was so full. Like uh, it was probably like so rich in like London. Um, what is the pop culture pop culture yes that's it culture that it was just like what <laughs> like usually when you think of of, of england and london yeah. you think of like tea queen. cup of tea and all that God and like and then of course you do get jason statham yes. so you, we, we we looked at how to pronounce his name and it is pronounced jason statham just in case you're wondering so, and then you get him in like a lot of these action films and you're like, now this is a bad guy and yeah. he's not American. Well, in this film, you, you kind of get that like that London action the raw, vibe. Yeah. Raw London. Yeah. So the film is called Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. That is the name of the film. Mm. And Guy Ritchie actually said the reason he named it that he, he, he intentionally named it that because he wanted it to be this title that's big and stands out and mm. has to like cover like at the, the theaters it like takes over you know like two yeah. i don't know what they normally put a films there yeah but he wanted it so that is the reason for the name but the reason for the, the the meaning behind the name is actually very true because like that is the film in a summarized version basically it's about a lock that they never locked mm -hmm. it's about stock weed and it's about two smoking barrels which were two antique guns that actually the whole entire film is based around but you don't realize that until the end yeah and guy Ritchie once again wrote this film by himself it was his own film in fact i actually searched um so i was doing research and a video came up that's that you know those videos on everything you need to know about yeah, yeah, or everything yeah, yeah. you missed or whatever so yeah. it was one of those videos but what was interesting about this one was it went back first and did like a whole like background check of guy Ritchie. so what happened was guy Ritchie. so he went to school and the characters in his film are actually like very good representations of Guy Ritchie as a person because apparently when he was in school, um, yeah, he 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 banged. He often got like into trouble with teachers, and then he got expelled at the age of fifteen. Um, but he in an interview said he left school at fifteen. But then, yeah, so you know how like you know I, I left school sounds like you decided you know yeah no the school thing is not for me man. But um, in actual fact he was expelled. But anyway, I suppose maybe. He decided, you know... He was kicked out. <laughs> and then he apparently... the So he went to a boarding school and there apparently was a door... Uh, in his dorm, he was found with a prostitute, which his father then denied and said it was two prostitutes. 
So hence the expulsion. And then after that, he actually became a delivery guy for a film production studio. So that's that's kind ah. of like what led him in the direction of film. Go. And that then, when he was 25, he decided, you know what, I actually want to be a director. And he'd done like music videos and also like commercials um, before. So he, he really found, his origins were in music videos. Good that's starting where, point. Yeah. And then Usually from making. there, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go for this film directing thing. And then by the time he was, I think, 30, that is when he made Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrel. So, guys, if you're, if you're 22 and you feel like you're going nowhere in life, yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, breathe. So did Gary <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he only realized at 25, uh, like, oh, flip, yeah. I want to be here. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think he skipped all, all the, like, bad films, you know. Yeah. And then what he did was he wrote the first draft of Love, Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrel, two smoking barrels, and he then wanted to get financing for the film. And obviously because he had done like music videos and stuff like that, he, he was already in the industry. So it wasn't like, a, you know how Peter Jackson's first film was like, Ee! like he this knew, is actually a pretty good first film. He knew people by then. Yeah. So, but he did battle with the financing of the film. And eventually he, he, he found the, the person that actually, that actually produced the film. But what originally happened was they were promised, I think, something like seven million pounds to make it. And that fell through. So originally they were going to have these big names, you know, like because your budget determines your cost. Because you, if you can afford you to, to hire, hire Brad Pitt, then you hire Brad Pitt. But if you cannot afford to hire Brad Pitt, then mm. you hold auditions and pray and ask the Lord to mm. send you a Brad Pitt look like... Do you understand what I'm saying? So they, they were promised this... Th well, basically the big budget fell through. So then they had to now cut the cost that they, they had. The only mm. big name that they had in this film was Sting. Oh. He played the dad. Yeah, the guy, the guy yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't click... Mm. But yeah, uh, interesting fact, Sting was in the first Dune that flopped. You know that Dune? You know the weird Dune? He was, was he? in the first Dune. Wow. And he played a character that now in Dune Part 2, Austin Butler's joining uh, Dune Part 2. Sting originally played the character that Austin Butler's going to be playing. Mm. Yeah, But Sting actually has quite a big filmography. And Austin Butler has played Elvis. There we go. So Just... You know, there's a connection there. <laughs> music. Music. Famous musician. Somewhere yeah. along there. So Sting was the only big name. Yeah. And the only reason he did it was because of his wife. That was the only reason he was in the film. So Jason wasn't big at this no. point yet. Do you know how Jason came to famehood? It was Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie made Jason. So what happened was Guy Ritchie was walking on the street. And there was this dude selling stuff. A street vendor. Yeah. And because of his charisma... J Guy Ritchie looked at him and was like, hmm, I want you in my movie. Are you serious? And Jason stayed, it was Jason. That, that, is how, that is how Guy Ritchie met Jason and then hired him. And that is how Jason came to be an actor. He was a street seller. He was a street vendor. And in fact, in Lock, Stock and exactly. Two Smoking Barrels, it literally starts with him as a street vendor. So, so it's like... So what are the chances? Because I mean, like he said a whole, like the, the way that he spoke yeah. while he was selling. It's very possible that he was actually doing like that. Like it was like, okay, just do your thing. Yeah. Do your go. thing. This is the last time you get to ever street. And in this film, he's got like quite a, like a high pitched voice. <laughs> and like in all the films that you see him now, he's like, got that, oi, you want to mess with me? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's kick it outside, okay? You know, it's like from there to there. Oh my goodness. I must be honest. So the film, the film was, it was good, 
but I could see that it was his first film. Yeah. But it still was. So there were mm. there were parts where I was just like, like I felt like it was dragging. Do you ever think to yourself, like looking at the looking at the sets and the way the camera was positioned, like, like usually when you see something that's still like, for example, it's a it's a first film, so it's it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's not that quality. Yeah. Like, it's a bit rough. Did you ever look at it and say, what would I do? What What is making this shot right now look as bad as what, you know, it, it's not It's not top, top yeah. notch A grade film. Like, It's a good point, actually. I didn't think Like, if you ever look at them, do you ever say, but what is it? What would you do? Not put the ca- okay, but the camera is creatively placed. Okay, but the lighting is creatively I must li- say. What is it? What I it? think one of the things was acting. It could be the size as well. Yes, and yes. acting. But also with the acting. So because of the budget drop, yeah. they actually had to hire a lot of, basically most mm. of the actors that were in this film it was their acting debut. Yeah. So of the 44 speaking parts in the film, in other words, out of the 44 characters that had lines, 17 were played by people who had never acted before. Yeah. And I do think that that's you could tell sort that. of... Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, for me, what I picked up is that the actors did a lot of focusing on what they should say and the way that they should say it, but their bodies were like dead mm. still while they were saying it. <laughs> So they would like walk up together. Like, did you notice? Know, they like they're like still shots. The actors were like standing still. Yeah. And then they would walk up, and then they would stand still, and then they would say their line and like pull the face <laughs> and everything in the way that it should be. Like there wasn't. For me, also the editing. So like you would say something, right? And then it would cut to me, and then I'd react. So there was a slight delay in my uh, reaction, yeah. and then it would cut back to you, and then you'd still uh, finish the line that you were saying before. But I want fifty that... quid for that. Mm. <laughs> and I want it today. Oh. <laughs> and I want it today. That's exactly yes. Today. <laughs> that that's what I picked up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which could have been that that could yeah. have been fixed in editing. So I also But for think a first film. No, yeah. Like usually I, I I bet you now like for a lot of um students and that that are that, that are doing film and that like did did your first film have a trailer that's on YouTube? Cuz there's a trailer on YouTube and like there's, it's gone, it went, it No, up. this film was high profile. For mm. for first film, yeah. it's a high pro- but then I guess, profile first film. I guess that, that, that's what helped with him being already there in the industry. Yeah. New people is like, hey, this is my Their first film. Yeah. Here we go, check it out. Okay, cool. We're all going to mm. support, uh, support gay, mm. a guy, gay, guy. <laughs> uh, he's doing his first film and yeah. Although I don't think there was, because the fact that the money fell through, there wasn't a lot of support. Yeah. So it just goes to show that even if, like you, it, because they did face problems with this film. Mm. In fact, I'll, like there was a scene, there were a couple of scenes where, so for example, you know, they, I actually didn't pick this up, but in one of the scenes, you, I think it was with Jason and them where they, they're about to rob the guys that were robbing the weed joints. Right. They were like, did you bring the guns? And then the guy's like, no. And he's like, how could you forget the guns? What actually happened that day was the props team forgot the guns. So they then just were like, Okay, oh well, we'll just write it in and made it humorous. Like, so, so that even though there were problems, they just counteracted it with either humor or... We've been or, there before. Yeah, we have been we there before. We know what that's like. Yeah, you just add a line like... Tactic. Yeah, but nothing that a line or two can't fix, you know. And then also, you know Vinnie Jones, who plays... Um, 
He was also in yeah, Snatch. I've seen that guy a lot around. That guy, apparently, mm. the, I think the day they started shooting, he got out of prison for beating up his neighbor. That guy was hectic, man. And then even he was arrested when they were filming Snatch, which was Guy Ritchie's second film. So this guy was a real tough guy. No, and when he filmed the scene, you know when he's banging the car door into that dude's head? So apparently they put a piece of wood there, obviously, because they wouldn't have him actually bang an, actor, an actor's head in. But Guy Ritchie's direction to him was, I want you to scare the camera guy. Like, he must be, like, petrified. And, uh, like, apparently after that, everyone was scared of Vinny because, like, they were just like, okay, this guy is hectic. <laughs> so, I've yeah. seen that guy in so many other films. Usually as this, like, English footballer. Oh, serious? No, tough, that guy's yeah, hectic, man. Tough guy, <laughs> and he's always like, God, you want to mess with me? Yeah, no. Don't mess with me, you know. Don't mess with him. Don't yeah. mess with Vinny Jones. He even sounds rough, like yeah, that, Vinny Jones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Vinny Jones, yeah. <laughs> And also, like, a lot of the actors that were in this one reoccurred in Snatch. So, Snatch definitely was a better mm. movie. Mm. Definitely. Like, definitely. However, this one was still good. Learned I would actually love for him to remake it. Mm. Because the storyline was brilliant. The whole thing, it's so dumb. Like, literally, the guys need money. They're in debt. And then they, they want to they wanna rob robbers. That, that, which, I suppose, is smart. Yeah. You know, like, smart plan. And then... They get these guns, these two antique guns, and they don't realize that these two antique guns are worth like 10 times the amount of money that they owe. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, the, well, we actually don't know what happens. The way the movie ends, you don't know if they, because they, they, the guy ends up throwing them off a bridge and then they like land on like the ledge and then he's like reaching. I don't know why he wanted to answer the phone. Like there's always a redial button, you know? You can just call them back. But hopefully he got the guns. <laughs> but it was a one thing I love about Guy Ritchie is how he has different storylines going all at the same time. Yeah. But he connects them all so well. Like sometimes Quentin Tarantino does that, but his one's more abstract, where like they don't really connect. Mm. So for example, like Pulp Fiction, you're following like all of these different characters and they're somewhat connected but not really connected. Somewhere they walk past each other. Yeah, that like that's sometimes that's just the connection is they But walk you only past find out other. towards the end or, or close to the end. So yes. you're kinda watching four four lines and it's just like I don't know what is but it's interesting, but I don't yeah. I don't know. They 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 gotta meet somewhere. But eventually with Guy Ritchie's films the way they meet is beautiful like yeah. everything just fits it's like satisfying you know how you like watch those uh, overly satisfying videos it's like making a cake you know you got this like weird dough stuff you got like all of these things and you're like what am i doing and then in the end with the cake comes just out like this is perfect ah! yeah that that's guy richie's mm. films yeah so it was a, it was a good it was a good first attempt <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was i was very interested to find out though that guy richie was I mean, he made his first film. His first film was actually only released when he was 30 years old. Mm. I mean, Quentin Tarantino, how old was he when his film, first film was released? I don't think he was 30 yet. So I think also how big, so what, what kind of um, industry, like the difference between the, the movie industries in the two countries. That's also true. Yeah, I, I think that also... Quentin was 28 but he's probably been working at it since he was like... Yeah, no. And he, he was obviously... He worked at a video store. Yeah. So he had... His knowledge of films was mm. so, so broad. And then Guy Ritchie also had... Guy Ritchie had done work. So obviously he'd done the music videos and the commercials. And then also he had um, apparently done like a short. He'd made a short to kind of show like 
what he could do. That, that was in an, in an attempt to get funds for Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. And then, yeah, he obviously went on to make his first feature film, as they would call it. Yeah, he did it. It does take guts. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, especially when, you know, the like, I mean, e.g. the money that was going to come through doesn't come through. And this was a success. Oh, do you know what else happened? So it premiered in London and it was a success. But it took, I think, six months. It only went to America six months later. So it was delayed by six months in its release to America. But then also they had a lot of like pre-screenings before. And do you know who went to one of his pre-screenings in America? Guess. Take a royal guess. Quentin Tarantino. No. Tom Cruise. Oh. And Tom Cruise watched the film and said, this is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. And that's how... So Tom Cruise helped Guy Ritchie out. And then also Madonna. And if you know anything about Madonna and Guy Ritchie, you know that they were married once. Um, She ended up getting... Madonna and Guy Ritchie. You didn't know that? No. They're not married anymore, but they were married. Um, But uh, she... This bloke over here. This bloke over here married Madonna, yes. Wow. (laughs) And then divorced her. Or she divorced him. I'm not quite sure. I wonder. But they got divorced, yeah. Um, But she she heard the music that he used in the film and then wanted... um, She wanted to... I think think she she got her, her record label involved with... I don't know if it was releasing the soundtrack or what the case was, but yeah, that's how him and Madonna got together. Ah. But the music, one thing Guy Ritchie is very good with is his music. He he treats his music like a character. Do you understand what I'm saying? Concept that I've paid attention to the. Didn't you pick up that one scene where the one guy set of guys are walking in their apartment? It's the same shot. The camera doesn't move, and then suddenly the next the next bunch of guys start walking up, and the song changes. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I think also the mm. reason for that is because of his background in music videos. Because with music videos, you're telling a story yeah, to enhance the music, or you're 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 using the music. So in other to, words, yeah. so in other words, like every, especially if you're writing the story and you're directing, you you you, you kind of have a picture like mm. the story in your in your mind, like a mm. dream, you know. Mm. And for him, it's like, oh, that song. You know that yeah. song? Oh, I can just picture it while it's coming up, you know? And I also think Guy Ritchie is a very detailed person. Hmm. Um, like, I know even like when, when we did the, the review of The Gentleman, the, all the actors spoke about how Guy Ritchie dressed while he was on set. And like that just proves that like, do you understand what I'm saying? I think he, we've spoken about that before, yes. wasn't it? So mm. like the detail, like he, he pays a lot of attention That's to right, detail. That's right, with the, the, yeah. the costumes and that. Yeah, and uh, music would be... The gentleman, right? Yes. The gentleman, how, how they how they dressed, yeah. And even the costume in this one, I don't know if you know this, but all of the characters either wore, I think it was black, grey or brown. He made sure that the costume designer ah. didn't include any yellows, any like bright colours, like all of the... Yeah. Oh, cool. So the there is one scene where they're at a strip club, and right. I was just like, "That's the other thing. Do you know that? Right. Technically, okay, there was one chick in the film. There was the girlfriend that was high most of the time. Yeah. But th- there, there was no, there was no. Mm. It was a guy, but it, it wasn't. I didn't feel. You know when you feel like you're watching, it, it didn't affect me. Like for me, the story was just about. Mm. This was the story that he was t- trying to tell, and yeah. so yeah. yeah. And then also, so in uh, other words, there wasn't like unnecessary stuff. Yeah, like there was no mm. love story. Mm. 
And apparently there was a girl, I think it might have been the, the chick that was high. She had a bit more of a storyline to her. But then the film was close on two hours and Guy Ritchie was like, funny enough, Guy Ritchie as the director was like, it's too long. The producer said, no, it's not, which never happens. It's normally the producer telling the director to cut to cut it down. Well, he is the, he did write the story. Yeah. So. so he was like, mm, it needs to be more fast paced than this. So I know they cut out 10 minutes and I think they also completely cut out her, well, they completely cut out her storyline. Um, so sure. to bring the film down, I, I do think that they could have brought it down a little bit more. I know from the perspective of like the reaction time so yeah. like you say the line it cuts to me and mm. i react immediately yeah we well, should have cut it down they slightly. obviously didn't like fine comb yeah like go through it and like really try and touch it up mm. type of thing so but it's still it's still, a, it's still a good film i think i'm interested in in his latest one the operation yeah what's it called operation uh fortune Operation Fortune. Mm. And it also has Jason Statham in it and Hugh Grant. I'm actually excited to see mm. Hugh Grant because for me, Hugh Grant's best performance was in The Gentleman. Okay, Guy Ritchie, I said this of Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino knows how to bring the best acting performance out of an actor. He did that with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But Guy Ritchie has brought the best performance out of Brad Pitt and in my opinion, the best performance out of Hugh Grant thus far. Definitely. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I enjoyed Hugh Grant. Yo, Hugh Grant was... Didn't even my, recognize my him. My mom didn't recognize him. You're just like... Who is that? And then eventually like, wait, I know that? I know him, but I don't know him. Yeah. But I don't know him. But, it, but then again, you know, you, you expect like a much younger version of Hugh mm. Grant. And Hugh Grant often plays the same character. Like he, whenever, you know, he's one of those actors, especially in rom-coms. Mm. When yeah. he acts in a rom-com... Sort of like pretty boy, a, clumsy yeah. type of... And he's of. always like, right... Yeah. That's yeah, his yeah, character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. that's you got. Like, he's a slow, yeah. good looking, but like, <laughs> yeah. But now in, in The yeah. Gentleman, he wasn't like that. Yeah. Mm. No, completely unexpected. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. So it was a very good film. Except for the the swearing. The usual. The swearing was, yeah. Like we said. It was like Quentin Tarantino. Um, very raw. Very raw. And then that stupid scene that was very unnecessary. I a must lot be honest. Of, uh, a lot of swearing there. And then, yeah. But otherwise it, was, otherwise, it was very good. Yeah. And the fact that the whole film... The whole... The whole film was about two guns. <laughs> That's actually what the whole film was about. But you don't realize it until the uh, end. Four friends. What? Two, two days. Two days. Two guns. Or three days. Three two days, days, two guns. Oh. Yes. There you go. And it's basically about paying off a debt. Like That's the it. main storyline is paying off a debt. That's it. Yeah. They're going to rob dudes. We have guns. No, they have to. Ro they're gonna rob dudes. Because first with they say two guns. Yeah, first they say, "Are you in it?" Yeah, they're, they got guns. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what guns? <laughs> what do you mean they got guns? Yeah. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. And then they end up robbing. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> you should go see it. Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> well, this has been the movie show. On your favorite RSPS. Peace. Cheers. Radio has never been better, baby. This is Active FM. Go to www.activefm.co.za for more.